0: Anyone who reads comics knows that the bad guys are the best, and when it comes to Marvel comics, their villains are some of the best there is. Marvel villains are powerful, menacing, memorable, and more often than some of us would like to acknowledge, you can kind of see where they're coming from. So with 60 plus years of comics to discuss, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe in full swing on film and TV screens, the great cop culture debate wants to know, who is the best Marvel Comics villain? Please don't mind that I'm covered in a sticky substance. I assure you, it's just my symbiote. I'm your host, Eric Resniak. Please welcome my evil henchman for this episode. He isn't the mad titan. He's just the disappointed in you titan. It's Brendan Hay.
1: Eric, I'm doing your podcast for the same reason I do everything. To impress the love of my life, death.
0: Oh. (laughs) Does Lady Death listen to this podcast? That actually explains a lot. (laughs) Next, she's not a queen nor a monster. She's the goddess of death. Move over, Hela. It's Kara Austin. What were you the god of again, Eric Resniak? Um, uh, Let me bend over and I'll show you. But I've been meaning to tell you, (laughs) Kara, love your taste in hats. And finally, he has a wicked tongue-like toad. It's Kevin Dillon. The better to know... Eric, too easy, low-hanging
2: fruit. I'm just going to leave it right there with my tongue.
0: You love (laughs) low-hanging fruit, Kevin. And also, like Toad, he recently spent several months in a variety of deep holes. So before we get to the debate, how does this work? We made a poll of just about every significant Marvel Comics villain we could think of. Roughly 25 people took the poll. We tallied their votes, ranked the picks by popularity, and added them to a bracket. Now we argue about it and insult each other all for your amusement. Want to play along at home? You can. Head to greatpopculturedebate.com and go to polls and brackets. There you'll find the downloadable listener brackets for this and every episode of our little show. Do your picks match up with ours? Do you think we're being mind-controlled by the purple man? Let us know by dropping a comment on this episode at our website or by yelling at us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And lastly, if you're curious about how we went for the top 32 down to the sweet 16, become a Patreon supporter of our podcast. Our Patreons at the $5 level or higher get exclusive access to the warm-up slash part ones for each episode in which we work our way through all of round one it's like a whole bonus episode for each topic and includes arguments you will not hear anywhere else and it's only one of our great patreon perks so consider supporting us on patreon today and with all of that out of the way let's leave our secret layers and kick off these debates first up it's another unanimous decision in favor of ultimate number one seed dr doom who crushed five seed red skull under his armored boot and that kids is why you should stay in evil medical school it pays long-term dividends (laughs) also don't be afraid to kick a nazi absolutely (laughs) they're pro punching nazis Mm -hmm. every nazi amen that is the message to take away from this next two-seed kingpin is currently set to win the election over three-seed mysterio kevin why does crime keep paying for kingpin kara dazzle us with your argument for mysterio i'm gonna have kevin go first kingpin is trump
2: um and that's the easiest argument I can hear. <laughs> <Best laughs> and seen, yeah, and done. No, I mean the thing about Kingpin is he's a megalomaniac who is power hungry. Super, he's a lot stronger than Trump. I'll say that. Um, but that's from the weight training, and he doesn't eat McDonald's for every meal. Um, no, he, he has, he has an actual noticed. class.
1: He actually understands how to spend his money. Sure,
2: exactly, exactly. I mean, here's the thing, Kingpin. so here's the thing about villains in in marvel comics a lot of the times villains are more often than not relegated to one nemesis right like you have your ex-villains your avengers villains and there are a few who kind of overlap kingpin is a villain to everyone And I think that's what makes him super interesting. He's Daredevil's, one of Daredevil's greatest villains. He's one of Spider-Man's greatest villains. And honestly, he terrorizes New York City on a daily basis. So any hero based in New York City, he's your villain. And and I think what makes Kingpin truly terrifying is is money. Like money and power. And, And honestly, he is probably the... Could be considered, if he didn't have that, like a street level, like one of those superior foes of Spider-Man, but he has that, and he has the smarts to kind of outwit people, which ultimately, again, makes him very dangerous. You know, again, one of those things that I talked about, he has transcended runs for both Daredevil and Spider-Man, and and I think he has been an, an incredible villain to both. Like... Again, one of their one of their strongest. I believe Kingpin, I talked about this in our round one, but Doc Ock, I believe, was either a founding member or the founder of the Sinister Six. Kingpin has also been behind that group. And again, he's also been behind, you know, terrorizing Daredevil and New York City. But really simply put, again, I'm going to go back to this. Kingpin is Trump. And now he is the mayor of New York City and doing some pretty shitty things in the current run, but yet still in power as a mayor. And I I think what his villainy shows is how the average everyday human can just be be as much of a villain as a person who conquers and devours worlds just Mm. in a different way. And I think that's why Kingpin is one of the greatest Marvel villains because of that. And one of the most interesting as well. Honestly, there is a dynamism that again, I hate to bring up Trump over and over again, that Trump wishes he had. Like, Kingpin mm-hmm. is entertaining. He's funny. Yes. He's charismatic. He's someone who, I don't know that you want to root, you don't want to root for him, but what makes him interesting is his intelligence yeah. and 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 his ability to carry out a plan and to sometimes win. Again, he is the mayor of New York City yeah. right now. So in my opinion, that's a villain winning. Um, he is, I guess he's our current Eric Adams, if you will.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I will also speak this. Go and ahead. honestly,
2: I'd rather have Kingpin as the mayor than Eric Adams. <laughs>
0: speak on it, yeah. A couple other differentiating factors from Trump. He can wear an ascot brilliantly. True. Yes. Yes. And, and it was mentioned and briefly and that he's off way more intelligent. Hair. Way so, more intelligent. Yes. Because he uses hand. that
3: to his advantage.
0: Yes, and, and very large hands. Um, I do want to pass it over to who's doing Mysterio. Is it Kara Mysterio?
3: Cara. Um, so imagine the most annoying drama key drama geek in high school. <laughs> Give ridiculous powers. That is the heart of Mysterio. Like I'm right, right here,
0: Kara. In- <laughs> <Like>, uh-huh.
3: <laughs> that fishbowl off your head, Eric. We have work <laughs> to do. Um I mean, that's the drive, it's you know, um, mysterio like, in the current like cinematic version with jake jill hall heart eyes insert heart eyes here what you see a lot of that is like the the breadth of his power as far as how impressive it can be because all it's all these illusions and you know it's it it takes over entire cityscapes in europe but what you don't see in that that you do see in the cinema or in the comic universe is that he doesn't like he's not always go big or go home it's Whatever I can do to fuck with somebody to get my way and, and, and break them as a human being, I'm going to do because I'm like, it's, it's been the, the overarching, you know, immersive um, illusions, but he also like was senior abuse. Like he took over a nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they had a common
1: they built
3: the people out of their money like, just, you know,
1: villains got a villain he's
3: That's got right. a villain
1: how can um, you afford all those special effects
3: exactly i mean he's and we've talked about the sinister six he's one of the founding members like doc ock went knocked on his door <laughs> maybe it was slim pickens back then um But got in there, and we we, in the in the the um, Patreon version we I alluded to a little bit. It's not it is by no means a good arc, but it it is just like one of those arcs of Darek because Daredevil is one of my favorites that I read the Kevin Smith um, Guardian Devil series, and it just stood out to me as such a fucked up thing to do, and that's why Mysterio always when I think of like good terrifying. It's not good Marvel villains terrifying marvel villains is that he impersonates karen page's doctor to convince her that she has aids and that the baby that has fallen into um, matt murdoch's care is the reason she has aids and it's not like there's a reason like he's like oh you know like, this baby like did something to you it's just like well that baby is the antichrist and that's why you have aids um and it's just like th- that is beyond fucked up i remember re- like rereading that like wait, what? Let's try, what? Why? Like, how did this happen? Um, And I think that's the the core of Mysterio, is that he's doing it to, to, to gain power to you know okay he's been not run out of hollywood but he wasn't successful he wants to gain success he wants to impress people he needs an audience he needs attention drama kid um, <laughs> and he will do it like you know he's going to do it in whatever way gets him all of those things especially attention he would like people to notice that he's doing it to be seen as powerful to be seen as menacing um and to like dismantle someone from the inside out in the process
0: this is a very good argument. I have to say, when I first looked at this matchup, I thought it was a pretty open and shut case. But I think you've done a very good job advocating for Mysterio here. Uh, Brendan, I'm curious for your
1: take. Where are you on this? Um well, no, I think it actually is a wonderful take because, yeah, uh, I, I work in Hollywood. There's nothing scarier than the drama kid who just always wants attention. So, that again, very, <laughs> very compelling argument. That said, I, I'm kingpin through and through. Uh, yeah, to me, he's one of the most compelling and tragic villains also in Marvel because he has amassed so much and kind of ruined everyone else's life around him in the process. Um, I always think it's funny. I think the Trump comparisons are all there, but the one he always reminds me of also in other media is Tony Soprano it's oh, Kingpin's yeah. Marvel's answer and to Tony really Soprano comparison. so yeah it's like he's super compelling you don't really sympathize or even definitely not root for him don't even barely sympathize but you always are fascinated by how his mind works how he does what he does and one of the metrics we talked about on the Patreon episode about bring here he has been super successful across all of his appearances of yep. pulling off what he sets out to do
3: and it's been very consistent Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I guess the
1: other good
2: comparison would be Succession.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, and he's translated to other media as well. Because, I mean, Vincent D'Onofrio and the Spider-Verse, uh, I think it was Liv Schreiber, uh, versions yeah. also. Super terrifying and intense villains. So, yeah, Kingpin.
0: Yeah, and even when he does fail, he's like the tub-thumping of Marvel villains. Like, he gets knocked down, but he's getting up. Like, <laughs> yeah. never count out the Kingpin. Yeah. So, I think that is three for Kingpin, one for Mysterio. Kingpin advances to round three. Next up, one seed, Loki. currently has the majority of the votes over four-seed Baron Zemo. I will speak on Loki. Brendan, Storm Avengers Mansion and Conquer for Zemo. I'm going to have Brendan go first.
1: Absolutely. So again, for me, one of my kind of ways of viewing Zemo is, and I don't think, he hasn't always been actually portrayed this way, but he's a little bit of the Lex Luthor of the marvel universe of he's the villain who will recruit all the other villains to do what he wants them to do i've always found that really fascinating about him and so it's like he's charismatic enough to pull it off and again he also has pulled a lot of it off whether it was avengers under siege or thunderbolts or he's just he's got a long legacy of like really pulling off his always very evil schemes he's not a guy who there's like oh there's some sympathetic motives like no he is selfish as all he is ultimately greedy and power hungry and is just going to do whatever it takes to get there and involve as many people to be his pawns as possible um and i think both across comics and movies he's done that pretty well
0: he also knows how to pull off purple and ermine better than almost anybody and and
1: white fur
0: yeah seriously it's a look and he's, he's really serving it up um thank you for that so for Loki, while he was not the ultimate number one seed in our pool, I think he's probably the most popular character on the list overall. Ever since Hiddleston portrayed him in that first Thor movie, he's been like the swooniest of all the Marvel villains, mm-hmm. and he became a charming rogue, and he even got his own spin-off show. So I think you can argue that does he necessarily qualify as a villain? I mean, up until, I don't know, probably Thor 2 where he became – more of kind of like comedic relief. Loki is canonically always a villain. He's a trickster. Um he's charismatic, but he's not bad, right? He's literally just drawn that way. He, he that like this is what he's uh, does. Chaotic. Uh, he's chaotic. Yeah. You you can't stay mad at him or her or that that alligator, whichever Loki version you're talking about because this is what Loki does. And Loki has been responsible for a great many important story arcs in marvel loki Mm -hmm. is the reason we have the avengers both in the films and in the comics he's the original one and he's been involved in the formation of multiple other avengers teams in addition to the original one so you could make the argument that loki is less a villain and more a a, again an agent of chaos but also a required component in the marvel universe to get things started he's like a catalyst Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I would say as a villain, he hasn't had a ton of super successful gambits. That's one of my rubrics is like, what have they succeeded in? And Loki hasn't generally had long term success pretty much anywhere. Even if he does win, he loses pretty quickly. What are you going to say?
3: I'm going to say like, but sometimes you, you think you know what his goal is. And maybe that's not the goal. It's just the
0: chaos along the way. That's true. <laughs> that, is, that is true. Maybe, yeah, maybe it was...
1: It the, the, the real chaos. treasure was the chaos was along, the way. along the
0: way. <laughs> exactly. That's my basic gist for Loki. I will put it up to votes. Kara, where are you?
3: I'm sticking with Loki.
0: And Kevin. This is
2: tough because uh, you... I think in your conversation piece, Eric, you talked about the MCU version of Loki a good bit and I think what has happened to Loki this is this is the both blessing and curse of the MCU right Someone who is is often deemed a, a villain, Becomes a fan favorite. I I, I chalk it up to Mystique a little bit, too, although Mm -hmm. luckily, luckily the X movies did not ruin that character, especially with Jennifer Lawrence, who I think is terrible as Mystique. Sorry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, But I don't blame her. I blame the writing um, because you've got someone who's so darn likable in the role. Uh, you know it's hard to kind of make them like peak villain right like an mm-hmm. actual sure. legit sure. terrifying person <sighs> man this is this is tough because i don't know that i've read loki as a villain in the comics in a really long time yeah he's a scamp yeah. he's a scamp in young avengers like he's but they're he's, all scamps he's a
0: shitstirrer they're bullshit
2: well, snerrers, though. That's the thing. Loki yes. is a messy That's bitch. even harder.
0: Yeah, Loki is a messy bitch who lives for drama. I will tell you, the last time I can remember Loki being a legit villain was when Loki was a woman, and it was the lead up to Siege. And yes. first of all, mm. Loki mm. As, a, yeah. as a woman was fierce AF, amazing. I, as yeah, as they come and. I was aroused by that depiction she was <laughs> serving your honor and i need to see that version come back so that's the last time but the other thing is in the far future in the king thor mini that like wraps up aaron's thing like loki is fully crazy and he's like old school original loki and he's just out of his mind trying to kill thor um that's that's what i say there brendan you were gonna say something before i rudely cut you off
1: oh no no all good
2: i i think i'm am- I think I'm going to switch to Baron Zemo and the reason I'm going to do that because I think at the end of the day Baron Zemo is a legit villain. Like he is yeah. a bad guy. <laughs> and yeah. and and he really ultimate there's no there's no if ands or buts about that. Yeah. He's a bad guy and, and he I, I formed
1: think- the Masters of Evil.
2: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I I think I have to go with that. And I think his runs in the comics just show that a lot more uh, in a a really interesting way, too. Mm -hmm. He's a great villain. He's a great villain. So I think I'm going to
0: switch. So, Carrick, I'm currently on Team Loki, but I feel like I argued myself out of voting for yeah, Loki. Yeah, no, I was <gasps> thinking that, too, because I was
3: thinking of it like we talked about earlier with Devouring of Worlds, where it's just like, Loki's this force of nature, and you're like, hurricanes are bad, but they're not evil. Right. he's <laughs> yeah. gonna, you know, Loki's gonna Loki, and you're gonna, you know, and it's, yeah. Sometimes it's it's gonna be funny and cute and charming, and sometimes it's really gonna mess things up, and it's gonna come across as evil, but... I don't know if that's the drive.
0: I agree. I don't think he's deliberately trying to be malicious, at least not at this point. Back in the 60s and 70s, sure, but certainly not in the 21st century Loki, not since Siege at least. So um, are you also switching your vote or are you keeping it with with Loki? Yeah, I'm I'm flip-flopping on this one all right well then it's unanimous for baron zemo next in an avengers heavy matchup three quarters of the panel wants to say domo Arigato," mr roboto to three seed <laughs> ultron but kevin continues to see red for two seed scarlet witch i will up the adamantium on behalf of ultron kevin continue to work your magic for scarlet witch i'll go first since i never do um <laughs> I think that uh, first of all, we need to set the spaderification of Ultron and Avengers Two off to the side. I think we can all agree that was uh, choices were made.
2: Um, <laughs> I like Age of Ultron.
0: I like the movie like overall. It. Yes, mm. and I think Ultron is a legitimate threat in it. But the i the but the idea to turn him into a wisecracking yeah robot is weird to me that's my argument it,
3: that movie for me like where it fails is it just feels like a movie that has a lot of work to do it is more about setting up
0: other things than it is being a good movie sure
3: that's yeah, fair that's
1: fair
0: and that's true about a lot of the second Marvel movies, right? Yeah. It happens with mm-hmm. a lot of them. I mean, Iron Man 2 is perhaps the worst example.
2: I, You know what? I kind of get it, though. You know why I get it? And sorry to go off on a tangent. Because <laughs> and the difference is, obviously, the original Ultron was created by Hank Pym. Mm-hmm. And so he's obviously, like, an unapologetic cunt. No offense, dick,
3: asshole. <laughs> <Apple>. I'll use all the words. Bastard. Oh, no. Well, I think- yeah i was I, I, as a woman on the Good. panel I'm out. sorry thing, like, <laughs> i had to say it oh, like, please be- keep it in keep it in
2: because hank pym is one of the worst yes. human beings yeah. ever um and he's a real dipshit he's he sure the worst and, yeah absolutely And in the mcu he's based on tony Right. So, of course, his evil persona is wisecracking, you know, yeah. like... And so he works because of that. Mm-hmm. I get any objections to it, but that's why, ultimately, and that's Whedon, who obviously has his problems, <laughs> lots of them, but that's <laughs> him understanding the evolution of how comics to film work very well. Um, and I'm supposed to be arguing for Scarlet Witch... That's but okay. you were going first, Eric. We want to let you go first.
0: That was actually a great argument for why it's okay to have him be a wise-ass. in, in yes. Ultron. Mm-hmm. And, and I actually appreciate it. But I'm going to talk to the, about the comic Ultron, because that's really what I'm basing my decision on. Um, so, as Kevin alluded to, initially he was created as a decoy villain so that Hank Pym could use him to get back at the graces of the Avengers, I believe, after he hit his wife. Correct. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh That sounds about right. The worst. The
0: worst. (laughs) So Ultron then quickly evolved into an absurdly strong, very angry adversary who has plagued the Avengers with notable arcs in the seventies, eighties, nineties, and two thousands. Each time he showed up, he had earth's mightiest heroes on the ropes, including the legendary Ultron unleashed arc by Kurt Mm Busiek and the late great George Perez, where he became very close to killing the Avengers then Ultron found himself in space and very nearly took over the entire universe in Annihilation Conquest. And since then, he's come back numerous times, most recently being physically bonded to Hank Pym himself, which frankly is exactly what he always wanted to have that relationship with his father. So I, yep. I actually think mm-hmm. of all of the characters on this list Ultron got what he wanted. Like, Mm -hmm. he won. Um, So that's my argument on Ultron. Uh, Kevin, take it away on Scarlet Witch. I I mean, I'm not going to do much. I just, I want to
2: talk about Scarlet Witch because I think it's worth mentioning her as a villain. Um, And and the reason I wanted to step up to have this conversation is, is to clear up the internet space misunderstanding of multiverse of madness um and this is the danger of of putting this material in the hands of people who don't understand a character um people like why did she just go off the rails like oh my god i don't understand it and it's like they took everything away from her (laughs) like and i get it like people don't understand why they went in that direction with the character but wanda in the comics is a I, I have actually had to explain this to many friends who are like, I didn't like how dark, like how dark it went with her, and I'm like, in in the comics, Wanda literally does destroys the mutants with right. wor- words, mm-hmm. like th- no more mutants. Like
3: yeah, she's not a feel good character. No, no, it, no. It's literal and genocide. Like exactly,
2: yeah. <laughs> and I've had to explain that to people time and time again, and so I, I really just wanted to say, like, Wanda is very similar to, I would say, we've talked about this in round one a little bit, the versions of Emma Frost and, and, and Mystique and whatnot. I mean, again, canonically, she used to be the daughter of Magneto. She's technically not the daughter of Magneto at the moment. <laughs> That'll probably come back. Um, again, we talked about that in round one, but she's a complex female character in the Marvel comics who is honestly more often a villain a lot of the times and is causing destruction, murdering Avengers. She murdered Hawkeye and vision and who else? Eric? She Ant
0: man, she killed. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 I mean, she's not a legitimate, always hero. And I get why people found an affinity to her. She was, I think the first complex, well-written female MCU character. Um, because we didn't get a ton from Black Widow, not or not enough. Yeah, and gays are gays are always rooting for chaos. So um, she's a cool character, but she's a villain. Now, granted, I'm going to throw my weight back to Ultron because I think Ultron <laughs> is bananas. But I had to talk about Wanda. But
3: I, w- I, I go was going in for just a yeah, quick yeah. second with that, and we touched on a little like in the in the first round. You know, made the joke about like. If you're a mom you'll get it better
0: like oh, totally I think part
3: of it especially the cinematic version and and with um with dr strange and the multiverse of madness is that i think it's the same thing where some like there's a, a large portion of this fan base that is male cisgendered straight and yeah. can't like you know not that moms would do that like if they kids you know because to wanda they're very real mm-hmm. I think, you know kids were taken away but it's like that's an exaggeration of that feeling one one, one would feel Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it's kind of like in some other movies that have come out recently, people are like, "Well, I don't get this. It's not made mm-hmm. for me." And it's like, no, step out of your experience for a moment and just try to, you know, like look at something else, look at something, you know, another point of view, and then try to, like, you know, it's possible to relate to something that is, you know, female and feminine and the and and feminine rage mm-hmm. um, versus just yeah. uh, Hulk hit things or you know, blast right. everything out of
1: existence.
3: Mm-hmm. What if a woman's, woman's so... going to mess with you, she's going to fucking destroy you. Absolutely. <laughs> She'll pop
1: your problem. whole head. And
0: sometimes we have to use our special voice.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: what I find so interesting is a lot of the reaction to Multiverse of Madness was, this is not who she is, she would never do this, and like, uh, that's not who this character is. And it, what's funny to me is I distinctly remember as a comic reader back when Avengers Disassembled came out in early 2000s where yep. wanda snaps because she's reminded that she had children she mm-hmm. literally been wiped, mm-hmm. and when she was reminded because the wasp made some dumb offhand comment and like literally it reminds her in that moment oh my god i had kids she snaps and just starts murdering her teammates like people back then were making the exact same argument that's not who she is that's not something she would do that's not her character and i'm like no canonically that is very much her character i think people confuse her being a powerful character with being a strong character i think she's a very complicated character and a really nuanced character but she is highly susceptible to outside influences which makes her actually even more interesting to me because she has this tremendous power and yet she has really very little control over it. A couple of bad days and Wanda Maximoff can wipe a country off the planet. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So this idea that it's, quote, not her, or the other thing I heard was like, well, it completely undid all of the progress that we made in WandaVision. I was like, I don't know what WandaVision you watched, but the end of that show deliberately shows her like being disassociated from her body focused in the dark hold she's clearly being manipulated by the dark hold even there in that last scene i don't get how you're not understanding how you connect those dots so correct that's my soapbox on wanda um (laughs) i I believe uh, Kara, are you voting for are you voting for wanda or are you voting for ultron here i put up against ultron i'm voting for ultron and brendan
1: yeah. Exact same thing, Cara, just said that, yeah. Uh, I think you've made every every good argument for why Scarlet Witch is and should indeed be considered a villain, but it, Ultron is Ultron.
0: Yep. Ultron is Ultron. And, Kevin, you're also Ultron? I'm back to Ultron, baby. Back to Ultron. All right. In a many foes of Spider-Man showdown, it currently looks like one-seat Dr. Octopus is set to advance over five-seat Venom. I don't believe anyone is voting for Venom here, correct? Brendan? No. Kara? Dr. Octopus. Uh, Kevin?
2: Doc Ock, baby.
0: Okay, so I will just say this on Venom. Um, and this is one of those things where in the 80s, Venom was terrifying when he was first introduced. Like those early mm-hmm. 300s issues of Amazing with Michelin and Farlane. They made him a very real threat to Peter. And had Marvel not decided to turn him into an antihero, I think he'd be going yep. much deeper into this bracket. Um, yep. Carnage got bounced in round mm-hmm. one. And yeah. my thought then was like, Carnage was existed to take the villain role from Venom. And I think ultimately it weakened Venom for sure. I just don't find him an interesting character anymore. Like he doesn't make sense to me as a character. Agreed. Agreed. He's successful because he has movies, but like as a, as a a character, I I can't tell you what Venom is for or against honestly Um, at this point.
2: No offense to you. He's for straight men who, who, have no i don't know like he's for straight men who think that it's cool to like venom like i don't know like that's he's just, yeah. what it's it is for the
1: 13 year old boy who's, who's cops yes he's it's, the 13 year old boy inside your logo in your car yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. if you were a little more like art school version of the guy who would be a cop oh then it was like God. i'll just yes. get the venom uh, like across my back windshield instead
3: it, that exactly. was like the kinda like creepy kid who was really good at art in my school had the Venom t-shirts.
0: That yes. is a very specific um example but and very accurate. Yeah. Ugh. So that being said Goodbye, Venom. Uh, In our next matchup, the Sisterhood of Evil Mutants are doing it for themselves. And three quarters of the panel is currently currently planning to move forward with two-seed Mystique, but Kevin wants to remain under the control of three-seed Dark Phoenix. Kara, why does Mystique get under your skin so much? Kevin, bring the fire for Dark Phoenix. I'm going to have Kevin go first because we haven't discussed Dark Phoenix yet.
2: Dark Phoenix, the influence of Dark Phoenix has destroyed planets... Um, has overtaken Jean Grey uh, through manipulated forms with the Hellfire Club, uh, has um, also possessed five X-Men and... uh, forced cyclops to murder professor xavier spoiler alert although he's back <laughs> alive um a, a, and the the being that is the phoenix I, I guess the thing is is like the phoenix has what two obviously two sides like the phoenix is currently in echo which is weird to me Dumb, in Avengers, stupid, i didn't even know that oh god it's
0: so bad it doesn't work. no, no, no. Um, Doesn't work. Um, but
2: I, I think when you think of, in my opinion, when you think of the Phoenix, it it it, rem- it is that kind of version of Galactus. But in all honesty, like the Dark Phoenix is scarier than Galactus because it's it, it's essentially more chaotic than Galactus um, and causing terror across multiple worlds multiple galaxies multiple universes honestly and and is just a presence that is pure evil um and again more likely than not uh, 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 connected to gene gray um but also connected to others and clearly can be hosted by others uh again with the five mutants who the dark phoenix hosted were cyclops magic emma frost namor and magneto colossus Mm -hmm. colossus okay um and 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 again was uh was the uh overarching um story and that was avengers versus x-men right Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
0: yep
2: yeah which was terrible but Mm -hmm. still still terrifying because again they can bring about the destruction of worlds and planets and and for me that trump, like that, trumps the mystique of it all. Although I do think Mystique is still a great villain, and I, I can be swayed here, but I think destroying the planet is 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 pretty
0: pretty goddamn scary. So here's where I will interject before I let Kara talk about Mystique. When I was looking at Dark Phoenix, I was specifically considering. Red and gold, Jean Gray version. Ah, uh, okay. That's, I
1: was curious. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Not uh, looking at Phoenix overall as an entity, personally. Okay. And, and that's, that's not, fair. Your mileage may vary, and someone else will be like, no, I'm looking at Phoenix as an inclusive entity because I do think, I mean, it, the, the actual like intricacies over. What did Jean do? What did the Phoenix do are still a little mm. bit muddy. Um, but the <sighs> Phoenix as an entity surely did anything involving the Phoenix, right? Like the Phoenix the, – there's one Phoenix. There's not more than one Phoenix. Yeah, right. So I just – for me and my decision-making, I'll just make this very clear. I was looking at the character that appears – after Gene Gray quote unquote dies in the space shuttle, mm-hmm. is submerged in the Hudson Bay
4: Yeah till one thirty seven
0: and then gets quote unquote killed. Yes. That's yeah. just the way I look at it. Um okay, Kara yeah, that see, being said.
2: I, oh, I couldn't look at it that way that's just fine. because it expands the history, but that was me.
0: Sure. And uh, that's it's unclear, so that's entirely relevant. Uh Kara, what's your argument for Mystique? Um,
3: Mystique is another character who I we talked about in 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 round one. Who there's there's no holds barred. She has a mission that she's going to do, and I would say her way to get in and get it what she wants is so subversive and so. Again, I think sometimes like you know, in, villains are bad in ways that they destroy things physically, and she can destroy things physically. Let me don't let me um, say that she's not physically destructive, but that she uses her ability to shapeshift to manipulate people. And to do it without them knowing, it's you know, some there's a say like you know one of the creepiest thing is like a stranger wearing a mask that looks like your friend, you know that or something's just a little bit off. But there's nothing off when she shapeshifts. There's nothing to to clue you, you know, or very little to clue you in that it's not the person you thought it was. And you know, it can be someone you're passing on the street, but it can also be like the person you're in a relationship with or someone you trust. And to break that kind, you know, to to, to break into that and to take advantage of that to, you know, to get to your end goal. And then also like, you know, I'm going to reuse the phrase, do that. And also like, while you're in there, like, while I'm in this person, I'm really going to fuck around a bit, like, you know, and, <laughs> and, and and leave a mess for the person who act for the actual person that she's, you know, t- taken over the identity of like the ultimate identity theft um, mm-hmm. and just leaving ca- chaos in her wake um so, so she has that that streak of cruelty to her um that you just so yeah you don't know who to tr- if she's involved you don't know who to trust you don't know um how long this is going on or like we you know what who you're talking to and i feel like that kind of like and and for her there's no qualms about this she's never like oh does that oh you know, like with emma frost there was kind of a moral code there's no moral code nope. <laughs> you know she like she it's 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 fun for her um to 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 have this
0: level of cruelty in that. It, and like she's so just such a bitch to her kids, which I love. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. she kills what she, she goes
3: goes back she, or goes forward in time to kill one? No, back Graden, in time. Greek.
1: She's killed. I was going to say at least two. I think at this yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. No, she. She just doesn't.
3: Opposite of Scarlet Witch. Terrible. Yes. Model.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, it we'll, goes we'll back cool. to it. She will get what she wants, and she's going to have some fun, and just like really leave a pale a trail of pain behind her. Because
3: she's someone who has experienced so much pain that. Yeah. Part of her dealing with that is I'm
0: going to exact that on other people who I
3: blame.
1: Mm-hmm. For this. Agreed. Yeah.
0: Uh, Bren, where are you on this one?
1: Uh, I. Um, with Mystique. One, I think it's funny. It's like so far, Mystique hasn't technically destroyed the world, but I do give her credit for the whole horrible future for mutants in, mm-hmm. way back in Days of Future Past. So I'm like, there. she's gotten pretty close. And I feel like every every X Men story, could, I feel like there's always that possibility. If she's there, it's like this could end with Mystique like being the one who pulls the final backstabbing, underhanded move that like just kills everyone. Like she has that kind of possibility. Um, also, for because I viewed Dark Phoenix the same way as you, partially because I hated that Avengers versus X Men book, but also, um, I, yeah, I viewed it that way really just like the version that we got in Uncanny way back when. And to me, she is absolutely a villain, but we're also still kind of seeing more of a hero at, on their worst day like every yeah. possible terrible thing. So it's like she she was absolutely a villain for every one of her actions, but she was also still Gene, at least in my head, a little bit. So, Mystique.
3: And Mystique too also had the thing like, if you're reading an issue with her in it and you're like, okay, I see where this is going, this is kind of wrapped up. And then you get to that, you turn the page, it's the last <laughs> yeah. panel, it's like, oh no, fuck, that person was Mystique.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, just so get
3: started. <laughs> yeah, I really mean, true. The,
2: every time the Phoenix is involved, chaos is, ensues, but I'll give it to y'all. It's fine. i don't agree (laughs) about your interpretation of the dark phoenix being only the like 1970s interpretation of dark phoenix but that's that's the way y'all read it we need
3: to have an asterisk we need to for some of the
2: yeah we probably should have specified because i don't think that that is just i don't think that dark phoenix is just dark phoenix from Uh, that comic oh i totally
0: get your
1: point i think your point is completely valid it just hadn't been in my like pre-show judgment. I, what I'm saying is we have invalidated this whole episode. Yes. Let's just scrap it. Done. We're done. Wrap yep. it up. Yeah.
0: An- Annihilate it like the broccoli people on that planet. Um, <laughs> I, do, yeah. I do wonder, like, if we do look at Phoenix more broadly, has the Phoenix done anything as awful on panel that she did in that 1970 story?
2: Has she murdered like, uh, Xavier?
0: But did she cause Cyclops to do that? Because Cyclops was already pretty crazy at that point. Mm. Like he was fully bugging.
1: Can you, a,
2: <laughs> I have a potential a Phoenix. Phoenix inhabits your brain and causes you to like push you over the edge.
1: I have a question. Can we blame the Phoenix force for making Hollywood twice, try to adapt it and just <laughs> crash and burn the <laughs> franchise?
0: Yes, I think we can. And from okay. that perspective, I actually almost give it to Phoenix.
1: Exactly. Um, no, I'm, I'm tempted now.
0: Um,
2: hmm. M- uh, Mystique
0: it is. I will, also, I will also say this about Mystique. And actually, if it is going to advance, I'll save my argument to the next round. So uh, Mystique it is. Next up, it looks like another unanimous victory for one seed Magneto, this time over four seed Galactus. He can devour worlds, but not our hearts. Mm. And finally, in round two, the majority of the panel is currently picking two-seed Thanos over three-seed Norman Osborn. Kara, tell us why you, we're just mad about Thanos. Kevin, launch a secret invasion in support of Norman. I'll have Kara go first. Thanos,
3: well, what I think is most dangerous about Thanos and what makes him such a compelling villain for me is not only, the like, and a lot of these villains are, are have this drive to, like, you know, I'm going to get to... I have a goal. I have this thing I'm going to do. And it's all I can think about. And Thanos is the one who I feel like it never occurs to him that he is wrong. Like it's Mm -hmm. that is banished. It's like he, and he's making these judgments for, you know, in some cases the entire cosmos and it's, it's never, it's not like he doesn't see it as his opinion. It's just, this is fact and if you are against him, you just don't understand, and he doesn't care that you don't understand because he's doing this for your own good, and that kind of like placate or like that idea of being above everything else, and that you know that this kind of like faux guardian um energy to him, where you know he, he believes he's doing, he's being, um what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, he uh, thinks he's actually being like a father
0: figure. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a
3: father figure. He's being, I can't, I've, I'm, I, I can't even blame COVID brain. Parochial, is that but, what you're oh, thinking? Benevolent. Mm-hmm. benevolent. Yes. He's like, you know, I'm going to take care of this for you. You, It's going to be so much better. And you're like, no, actually, please don't. And it's like, you don't, you know, I'm just doing it. And then that in turn, when people, you know, when, when there are heroes and stuff powerful enough to threaten that, then that's why he comes absolutely unhinged like the rain of fire like anything you know he's gonna do anything to destroy those people because he's driven like we talked about emma frost having a moral code and i was like i don't know if he has a moral code but he, he believes he's doing it for the right reason
1: mm-hmm.
3: even though there's absolutely no one else who feels that way <laughs> i think he has a moral he doesn't
2: code. have a moral code? Norman Osborne. That is a fair point. That is true.
0: Uh Karen, you gonna Did you have anything else to say, Karen? No, i say that's Norman?
3: like overall. Yeah. And, and he's powerful enough to do it, which I, I'm not to kind of defend off our Norman Osborne right now. Like Thanos would just curb stop Norman Osborne one against the other.
0: Yeah. Sure. Uh so you were gonna say, Kevin?
2: Yeah, Norman Osborne is, in my opinion, one of the most eviscerating marvel villains in my opinion i have no i'll be honest i knew who i remember this i'm I'm gonna say that i remember when the avengers movie ended and it cut to thanos i knew it was thanos who was like glimpsed at in the movie and i was like oh okay i don't care I knew who he was, and I knew a lot of people who didn't. I just have no affinity for him as a villain. I've never read an interest... For me, I've never... Even I've read all the different stories. I've just never found him interesting or compelling, personally. And I, and maybe I'm not reading it right or whatnot. I just don't care about him, and I don't think he's interesting to me. What I will say about Norman Osborn is talk about... Peak terrible villain. Like, he is the person who caused Peter Parker to fling his web and kill Gwen Stacy. He is the person who started the Dark Avengers, whether you like them or not, or like that Bendis run. But he essentially convinced the world that the Avengers were villains and that he and his folks were good, while underhandedly running a villain league of things. He is just a s- crazy person who's willing to murder and do anything. And he talk about someone who has no qualms. Well, you talk about Thanos being someone who like thinks he's like doing right by things and ultimately doing bad to potentially do good. Norman Osborn doesn't care about doing good. He just wants to be in power, have power and, and really murder and kill and maim whoever he can in the waste of it. And, and to have that ultimate power. Um, and, and it is also a genius, um, while doing it, it, he is for me, one of the most frightening Marvel villains of all time. And in, in all honesty, like, I think he's genuinely a dangerous person and p- when I alluded to in part one, I think I said Mysterio is probably one of the wild, wildest. Uh, Green Goblin, I think, is Spider-Man's arch nemesis. Sure, whatever form mm-hmm. he takes, whether it's mm-hmm. Norman, Harry, whoever, and, and and I I think what makes him scary is he then again transcends to other teams, the Avengers, etc., and it just wants power and to take over. Um, in my opinion, he's a little bit of a, a wants to be Doctor Doom, just not quite
0: there yet. I can see that. I can see mm-hmm. that. Brent, where are you on this one?
1: Uh, I th- agree with a lot of Kevin's points on Norman. This is similar to me of the Scarlet Witch Ultron thing. Of I actually do. I, I think he is he is the peak, with the exception of maybe Doc Ock, I would say. But he is otherwise like pretty much like the arch nemesis of Spidey. And I didn't love the execution or everything, but I liked the idea in the two thousands when Bendis started. Branching him out to really be an Avengers foe, I thought that was a really that was a smart idea that made sense. That said, I have always loved Thanos, and kind of like what Kara said, it's like Thanos is Thanos. Thanos can wipe out half the universe by snapping his fingers. Thanos can, you know, Thanos can do whatever he wishes. So, I, and going back to one other of my rubrics, or actually both my rubrics, success-wise, Thanos does actually achieves what he sets out to do in both yeah. comics and in film. And the other thing is, one of the things I kept going everybody about is because I was thinking more comics than other media, Thanos is a villain who can only exist in comic books. Norman Osborn exists in movies all over the place, like variations, some not, were a lot, not nearly as good or as compelling, but like you've seen other types of characters like that. Thanos, I feel like from design to motives to everything about him, he feels like a uniquely comic book type of villain. So I'm Thanos.
2: Brandon, you watch in movies where people throw uh, exploding
0: pumpkins at people?
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Do you want my uh, – I have a letterbox just about that. It's at least about, like, 12 films <laughs> long. I would hope so, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: I think um, your mileage on this one def- depends a lot on whether or not you read the comics and saw what happened with Norman Osborn in the, like, mid-2000s to 2000s to, like, mid-2010s. Because it's true, like, they really did reestablish him as a a preeminent Marvel villain. Not only was he... I mean, he was spider man starship to me for years, then he got killed, then he came back in a very confusing situation. But when they decided to branch him out to become essentially the Lex Luthor of the Marvel Universe, Mm -hmm. that's how I view him, Yeah, it really worked. And at first I was like, this is wacky. Like, who came up with this? But it's actually very successful. And um, not only did he create the Dark Avengers, he had like immensely powerful beings under his thumbs mm-hmm. and was a real threat, like for reality at one point. Mm-hmm. So but he I, is, what'd you say?
1: I was going to just throw out, he did it all. Of course, you know, by stealing a few pages out of Baron Zemo's notebook.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> that is true because the dark Avengers essentially were just the next yeah. iteration of the Thunderbolts. Whereas with, with, I understand where Kevin's coming to him from in terms of Thanos being not super interesting as a character, and also, the other thing that I have that's against Thanos is that, like, my God, Marvel, like, how can we miss you if you never go away? Marvel <laughs> brings that character back every yeah. five minutes. And when the new Eternals book by uh, Gillen started, and I saw right off the bat they were bringing in Thanos, I was like, Jesus Christ, no. He's just please. so
3: boring. But well, and he's So this is – kind of, I don't know if I'll change my vote, but I was thinking about this um, – during the argument that I think it depends also like what you look for in Marvel. And one thing that I think Marvel does really well and differentiates from like DC is that a lot of the heroes are human born, human made.
0: Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's where
3: they get their start and then rise up. Like, you know, they've done a much better job of humanizing folks. Sure. Um, so yeah. you can relate to them. And so <sighs> Norman Osborn with, you know, with his Genesis and and having those very human flaws versus Thanos, who's so like, Otherworldly and just like on a different plane of existence, that I can totally see. I can, you know, I can see it's hard to pick one or it's hard to compare them. It is, I
1: you guess, know? it is. Sorry, yeah. I just want to. Join. I will say for me, Thanos is one of the most successful otherworldly characters. And again, I'm coming from a place of finding him interesting. So this, your everyone's mileage may vary. Yeah, but he is to me. They have. Marvel has a lot of characters who, to me, fall in the kind of Magneto kind of or Killmonger realm of the this guy kind of has a valid point, but is going about it horribly wrong. And then they have a lot of like you were saying, like otherworldly kind of crazy, more conceptual cosmic kind of threats. To me, Thanos marries those two, whether it is his crazy lust for like, I'm doing this for my passion for death, which is just such a great, weird visual drive or the cinematic. I'm doing this because I think I'm honestly making the right choice for the universe. I feel like it is like, oh, there's some kind of like interesting, you believe in yourself, but you're wrong. Kind of like what you said originally, Kara, of like marrying that, a human motivation with a cosmic image and power.
0: Yeah. And I mean, lest we forget, Thanos was right. Like, honestly, like he's not (laughs) incorrect when he's like, we overpopulation is a real problem. Spay and neuter your pets. mm -hmm. Um, Can I ask a
2: question to the to the group? And, and Brendan, I know you have an affinity for Thanos, mm-hmm. and, and I don't, I don't, I, I appreciate that. And I don't, but like most people, even comic fans, before Thanos entered the MCU, didn't really talk about Thanos. Like they, like he wasn't, at least in my comic circles, like even though he did a lot, did and was part of a lot of big stories. You know, like they talked about what happened in those stories, not
1: necessarily Thanos himself.
0: Uh, In In my uh, opinion, I was going to say from
1: I can speak from my comic book circles. Yeah, Infinity Gauntlet was I was going to say the big one because I feel like maybe it's just a generational thing. I worked at a comic shop a few years after that came out, so Infinity Gauntlet was always raised. I think there absolutely has been a diminishing returns on Thanos because, like Eric said, he's been overused, but. To me, Infinity Gauntlet still always kind of got referenced as like, oh, yeah, uh, unequivocal classic. That's the great Thanos story.
0: Yeah. I I I will also say, though, that he is actually very good in the current Eternals run, even though I was Mm -hmm. bemoaning him being in there. He's really good. And Kara mentioned earlier, like, she is not sure if if he has a moral code. Thanos has a moral code the way that Hannibal Lecter has a moral code. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He does not believe that he is like you. We are not his peers. He's yeah. on a completely different plane of existence, and he looks at us the way that like we look at cattle, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so his his moral code that fits in with that level of reality, but it's not like we're not at his level. So I actually do think he's a very interesting character. I think he has been overused. I do think well, he's
3: just so overpowered to like in that you're talking about to have him there right off the bat. Yeah. It sets up the like the stature of the confrontation instead of building up you're just starting at the top
2: right agree where do we I'll, go from here i will let it go i just personally think thanos is boring but that's me
0: <laughs> and that's fine and, yeah. and i think that's a, a completely valid point we are going to move him along to round three and that is it for round two we're going to take a quick break to conquer the dark dimension we'll be right back after these messages
4: Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.
0: And we're back for round three of our best Marvel villain debate. During the break, one of our panelists was secretly replaced by the immensely powerful cosmic avatar of her birth. Let's see if anyone notices. But before that, (laughs) I want to ask my panel, how can people find you on social media? Brendan?
1: Uh, I am on Twitter at, at B underscore Hay. Um, and can I do my quick plug here? You sure can. Excellent. Uh, next year on, uh, in 2023, uh, the series I'm currently, uh, EP-ing, Gremlins, Secrets of the Mogwai, will be on HBO Max. Uh, please look for it. It's super fun. If you love, uh, comic books and crazy comic book-esque storylines and action and horror and heart, uh, we got all that stuff. So it's fun. Gremlin Secrets of the Mogwai. And right now, if you want a totally different type of comic book uh, cartoon, uh, I ran a show called Harvey Street uh, sorry, Harvey Street Kids, also known as Harvey Girls Forever. It depends on where you live and where what your Netflix says. But Harvey Girls Forever here in America, um, based on the old Harvey Comics characters, it still remains the comedy I've worked on that I'm probably proudest of. Uh, super sweet, super funny. Uh, it's like 30 Rock for kids. Go and enjoy.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Kara, uh, how about you? You can find me on
3: Twitter at CMY Um, And then the only thing I'm plugging is that I have been starting a little free library. So if you're in Rochester, Ooh. New York, or if you just want to follow along as I paint this thing, get off the ground uh, on Facebook and on Instagram, it's at neighborhood trolley LFL, all one word, um, follow along, and get book recommendations and just otherwise interact on this very nerdy venture. <laughs> I
0: love that. Are you going to put comic books in there? Oh absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Perfect. Uh because reading is what? Fundamental. Fundamental. Thank you. Kevin, how about you?
2: Uh you can find me on only I mean uh Twitter (laughs) at E.T. Kevin's mind. Um I tweet if you follow me, you might get some likes of pictures that do appear on OnlyFans. So Mm -hmm. enjoy.
0: enjoy indeed and you can find me at eric resniak on twitter and instagram or just message the at great pop culture debate account on insta or at Culture underscore debate on Twitter. We also have God help us at a TikTok. So follow at Great Pop Culture Debate <laughs> on there for our hot takes on music, TV, and film. Uh now let's move on to round three before the Beyonder teleports us all to Battle worlds <laughs> I would like to take a step back and look at our Elite Eight just to see how it ended up. We have Doctor Doom versus Kingpin, Baron Zemo versus Ultron, Doctor Octopus versus Mystique, Magneto versus Thanos. I think it's a pretty solid Elite Eight, mm-hmm. I gotta say. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, I'm not mad about that at all. I can go through and figure out like which uh, villains have the most or which like franchises have the most representation. Uh, It's pretty well
1: spread out. Yeah,
0: there's there's Spider-Man, Avengers, X-Men. Yeah. It's good. It's it's yeah. the big dogs. Um all right, let's all, go to the front. all male I'm noticing though. Uh, Mystique. Mystique.
3: oh that's always I was looking at the wrong thing. Never mind, never mind. I mean <laughs> she could be a male depending
0: on what day
1: she yes. is. You know, she that's be true.
0: A, right. Uh producer, take that out. Never
1: mind. <laughs> no, you're
0: fine. Uh, let's go. Dr. Doom versus Kingpin. are gonna go around the horn. I'm gonna start with Brennan.
1: Um okay. Uh, I think I'm gonna probably lose this, but I'm going kingpin. I love Doom is great also but uh this is partially one of those I, I doom it's funny my biggest knock on doom is i actually always i'm always would rather see like a what we do in the shadows take on his life than him as a villain <laughs> oh
3: my i God. find him
1: inherently compelling yes. but i want to know more of just like his daily life like i'm fascinated by the details about him more than ever his evil plots whereas as i said earlier to me kingpin is marvel universe's tony soprano
0: that would be hilarious. The Can Latinarian. that be your next project?
1: I recently from your mouth to Marvel's ears. <laughs> <laughs>
3: at, at Kevin Feige. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
3: Kara, uh, we'll where are you? Yeah. Um, I'm with Brendan on this one. Like, in talking about Kingpin, and again, like, in just the previous conversation we had about, like, um, villains that have a, hu- a human st- of more, like, uh, humans, uh, they've built a human start, but, like, he's maintained that. Like, he's still, he's just a person. Mm-hmm you know he's a big person with big hands and what and connections but it's like it's a tony soprano thing it's someone who could exist in real life and maybe that's extra terrifying and we've kind of experienced the dumb version of that like the bizarro version <laughs> of that you know and we know how those scary though you know that continues to be it's
1: pretty terrifying
3: seriously yeah i th- it, there's some and with kingpin too like i think kingpin kingpin is scariest when he's not physical
1: because
3: mm-hmm. he can yeah. bust things up but the fact like there's something, he's just that unnerving. I'm going to go Star Wars again. Like that Darth Vader, like when he's real quiet and you're like, oh fuck, I'm going to get choked out with that, that <laughs> moment,
4: that
1: that,
3: that, that, that time between what happens,
1: mm-hmm.
3: I think your heart stops. Um, and he's again, all the other great qualities, villain, you know, villain wise, he's ruthless. He's conniving. He's driven. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with Kingpin. Though if that's we get me. if it'll get us the what we do in the shadows version of Doctor Doom, I will switch my vote. <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin, I think that's a, a perfect concept. It is uh, <laughs> Doctor, Doctor Doom.
0: Yeah, I'm with Doom as well. I think you guys make really I good arguments it. for Kingpin. Um, I don't. Uh, we always have something that happens here on Great Pop Culture Debate with the pepperoni argument, where it has to advance because it's pepperoni, which is our best. <laughs> <favorite pop-up. laughs> yep, and I think yeah. Doctor Doom is our pepperoni this time, but. Doctor Doom has earned being yeah. pepperoni.
1: He's do- um I mean he is Doom. I get it.
0: He is Yeah, it's in the name. Yeah. Like he typically when you're talking these grand universe like Marvel universe spanning crossovers, who is always the one who is in the mix at the end? Mm-hmm. It's Doctor Doom because he's brilliant and he's cunning and that fool Richards will not get <laughs> out of his way and let him let just rule as he knows he is he deserves. And I feel um, like he
3: was the first one to make it to the trademark office to register as a super villain name. Just, oh yeah. uh,
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: A business fish. That's what I want to say about that. Um, So (laughs) it's currently tied. I know that Dr. Doom is our ultimate number one seed, so he would move on to the next round. But you guys made excellent arguments for Kingpin. Next up, it's Baron Zemo versus Ultron. I'm going to start. Kevin, where are you on here?
2: I'm going Ultron for this um, because, for me, Ultron is – genuinely almost unbeatable in many ways and terrifying like age of the the ultron version of comet the ultron in comics is obviously very different from the ultron in movies and for me the ultron in comics is ultimately like sentinels it's terrifying Mm -hmm. they're unbeatable the persona is unbeatable and sometimes essentially takes over the whole world slash universe and, and causes the ultimate destruction of heroes. Mm-hmm.
0: And you got a bit of that if you're an MCU fan in the What If for season one. You got yes. to see it, mm-hmm. uh, like mm-hmm. what happened if Ultron won. And it was pretty fucking ap- apocalyptic. That is the actual Age of Apocalypse storyline from the comics that they put mm-hmm. that on the screen. Uh, yep. Kara, where are you on this one?
3: I'm um, sticking with Ultron and then just adding to that, what we discussed as far as in the end, in the comics, he got what he wanted. So
1: mm-hmm. yep.
3: he's got a, he's got a W in this column.
1: Big exactly.
0: time. And Brendan.
1: Yeah. I mean, I know I've been the Baron Zemo Stan and I am the Baron Zemo Stan, but I'm Ultron on this uh, again. He he's got the wins. He's, he's genuinely unsettling.
0: Agreed. I'm also going to go for Ultron. So we're making it uh, unanimous next up, Dr. Octopus versus mystique. I'm going to start in the middle with Kara. Where are you on this one? Oh,
3: this one's hard. And after I called you out when I didn't realize Mystique made it, I feel like I have to vote. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I have to move her forward. This one's tough because uh, Mystique is more conniving. I think Like again, it's that whole like identity theft—like you don't know who you're dealing with—versus Doctor Octopus, who's not at all like you know he's not. Tr- trying to make you think he's anything other than what he is. Um, but what he is and, 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 and his drive is, is terrifying in its own right. But. Oh, this is hard. It's hard when it's the two you've been stumping for yep. all along the path. Yep. You can't make me choose between my two babies. <laughs> I can. I can. Oh. Cause I too am a Throw them
2: out with the bathwater. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Drown or just drown the sun in the East River, you know? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> um, you know what? I I am gonna stick with Mystique. Okay. Only because I think th- what she can do is far more unsettling. And again, it's like with the Kingpin thing, that whole like that quiet where you don't know what's gonna happen. And I think that villains who operate in the shadows are very terrifying. Like to to be in, you know, the to, to be on the street when Doc Ock is fighting Spider Man would be like traumatic. Yeah. Um. But Mystique, when she gets you, it's a personal trauma. Like yeah. it's targeted. Sure. Yeah. That's and that's point. really unsettling.
0: That's yeah. a great point. Uh, Kevin, where are you on this
3: one?
1: I'm gonna go Doc
0: Ock. Okay, Bren.
1: Uh, I'm going Mystique. Uh, I basically try. I I love. I actually am totally in favor of both. I think they both deserve to be here, but I would want to read, I, I'm more excited to read a Mystique story because you have no clue where it's going. And I think that's one of the thrilling, terrifying aspects of mm-hmm. her.
0: It's a good point. Um, here's one of the things that I, I if again, you, your are my literal very, if you don't read the comics, because one of the things we've been talking about with Mystique is the terror of identity theft. One of Doc Ock's now, absolutely defining story Mm. is the superior Spider-Man run. Very true.
2: Just going to bring it up. Where
0: Doc Ock. And I won't go into the, how it happened, but (laughs) actually takes over the body of Peter Parker. And for, I want to say it went on for several years. Like it was a long time. Yeah. Longer than
1: you think, like at least two years of the comics.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like, and was literally, everyone thought that he was Peter Parker in the comics Mm -hmm. for like Mm -hmm. a long time. He was on the Avengers Doc Ock as Peter Parker. And um, he was successful. And he did things that Peter, like after the fact, was like, I could have done this and I never did this. And like someone else in my body has achieved all, he started this incredibly successful company. He maximized Spider-Man's powers in a way that like Peter could never. And like, it was not done out of malice. It was done because Doc Ock was dying and it was like a last bit gambit to keep him alive. And he succeeded. And it was really compelling storytelling. I know it's divisive in a lot of ways, but like I thought it was very good and and, and revitalized both Doc Ock as a character and Spider Man. I think it was Mm -hmm. very successful.
1: Yeah, that's a fair point.
0: um, I I think it's unsettling,
3: but I think it's also like he was driven by like, you know, a very human fear of your own mortality. Sure. Versus Mystique's, who's like, I'm just going to fuck with you gonna the off the desk that I need, but I'm going to really mess with you. Like I'm going to, you know, if I'm, if I'm, uh, if I'm in the body of your spouse, I'm going to say something
0: I know is hurtful on the way out mm-hmm. and then cause chaos in my wake. You were saying something, Kevin, about how that's not always mystique. It's not always. I mean, it's not
2: always mystique. Mystique is a good guy. Sometimes. Yeah, it's a, a good guy. Doc Ock is rarely a good person.
0: What I find interesting about Mystique and we Haven't Touched Upon is her relationships with both Rogue and with Destiny are very humanizing for her. Mm-hmm. Like we talked mm-hmm. about how That's much true. she hates her actual children, but her adopted. lesbian life partner and her adopted child, like she is fiercely protective of That's both true. of them. Which I think is actually... Um, Like I said, it's very humanizing for her in a way that um, Doc Ock lacks that humanizing. He did have, I feel like, did his daughter become a Dr. Octopus at some point? I can't
1: remember. There was a female Doc Ock at some point, I feel like in the late 90s, but I don't remember the exact thing. Agreed.
3: Um, A a little aside that's kind of funny, at least to me, is that so a lot in the kids, one of the kids' versions of Spider Man right now, like the Spidey Friends. Oh, yeah. Doc Ock is, they gender swapped and so that is all my kid has been exposed to so then when he watched a trailer for like the current spider-man movies he's like that's not right i was like what do you mean he goes doc Hawk isn't a guy <laughs> <laughs> and so we're, we're we're
0: making progress here <laughs> in little bit
1: yeah and in yeah. the
0: spider-verse films he's, uh, universe, doc he's is also a woman yep. yeah voiced yeah. by katherine
1: Hahn. i mean come oh, on that's yeah. right that's right yeah.
0: So I think it's currently two for Doc Ock, two for Mystique, correct? (laughs) Yeah. Doc Ock is a one seed. Mystique is a two seed. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I I
1: am too. I was on the fence of changing my vote anyway. So you guys made enough of a compelling argument with the superior foes.
0: It does lead us to a sausage fest. But I will say one other thing. (laughs) It does give us a Spider-Man foe in the final four, which I think is yeah. important. It's a mm-hmm. sausage and tentacle fest. Exactly. No, Surf
3: exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. and that. turf, if you will. Yeah. Uh, uh,
3: now, if, you guys hear the, if you want to hear the rest of the episode, you need to go
0: to our OnlyFans.
3: Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last up, it's Magneto versus Thanos. I'm going to start with Bren.
1: Um, Okay, these are like probably, well, again, with Kingpin on the other side, these are probably my three favorite villains in the Marvel universe. Uh, any other day, I mean, I could go Magneto. His his The fact that he keeps his hair looking that good alone under his helmet, a uh, totally a vote in his corner. Give us um,
3: secrets, Magneto, because if I wear a hat, it's a daily yeah. commitment. Yeah,
1: 100%. Um, but it, because what I love about Magneto is he's the villain any of us can become. It's like if we just keep – like I love that on him. Thanos, like I said, my thing on Thanos is he can only exist in comics. Like I just feel like he's such a – when you think comic book villain, he is the larger than life yet still – compelling in sense of motivation and character that you want to keep going with. Um, also, he has corrupted my children in the sense that one of my kids uh, loves the Thanos toy so much. That they're like, he's not really that bad. Like they're trying to justify it, that he could be a good guy. So Thanos does corrupt the children in ways Magneto uh, maybe does not. Um, that said, uh um... <laughs> It's funny, I have Thanos uh, going, but now I'm almost tempting myself more towards Magneto because Kingpin's out, right? It's Doom on the other King side.
0: Kingpin's out, correct. Yeah,
2: we
1: do need an ex-villain. But you know what, I am going to flop it. I'm going to flop. I was Thanos on my little pre-thing. I'm going Magneto. All right, Kara?
3: Magneto. Um, uh, one thing, or in comparison to Thanos, where Magneto really excels, is that Thanos is often, especially like in Trinidad and stuff, like on his own because he's... At, he's Above it, you know, like you said, he's he's uh, exists on a different uh, plane of existence where, you know, he's the alpha figure and everyone else is bugs. But Magneto sees brethren in the other mutants. And is incredibly good at getting uh, getting people to follow him. And there's a strength in that. Mm-hmm. And Magneto also, because his argument, you know, for wh- everything he does is basically like, g- given the opportunity, humanity will just destroy anything that's different.
0: And, and he's, where's the lie? Exactly.
3: Yeah, <laughs> no, he, he ain't wrong. He's not wrong. And what makes him a, a villain, you know, he's, instead of some other yes that's true and instead of like a hero who will fight to stop that he's going to use the same like has the same willing to go to the same lengths the that that the enemies are like or his enemies are like then you know the nazis he's like well we'll just get rid of them all <laughs> like that's so we'll get them first yeah mm-hmm. and that's yeah. for his like you know and so it's a, driven by an idea to protect kind of like emma frost but it's not just the, the goal to protect it's protect and eliminate the threat in the future.
0: And I think that's given his personal background of being a Holocaust Mm -hmm. survivor has forged him in a way that like, Emma got bullied in private school. It's not the same. Yeah. thing No,
3: no. Um, <laughs> I'm
0: not trying to put the like one is but, like. Oh no, no, no yeah. I agree. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. I agree. But like, that's like if that's why I think he is utterly ruthless is he sees what happens when you let these people get the upper hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we do not give them the chance. So. No. Yeah. If we don't you fuck around with that. Like, get ready. Just... You don't need to. Or if you stay ready, you don't need to get ready. <laughs> and, if see, and if you see every
3: person who's not a mutant as a ticking time bomb to to nazism you know Mm -hmm. or to to, to destroying you know who who you are then you're gonna you know try to to douse that flame as quickly as
0: you can for sure kevin i have a feeling you're voting for thanos here
2: (laughs) you're so funny i love i love your i love your sense of humor i'm gonna obviously vote for magneto um, and, and I am going to cite uh, Cullen Bunn's Magneto. Uh, I think it was twelve issue book that, Ooh, he I never did. Read that. Cool. Oh, it's ex- it's excellent. Oh, very um, cool. And I, I, I think at the core, Magneto is more interesting, personally. But mm-hmm. what I think that I think what you all have brought up about Thanos makes me want to reread the books about him because I want to. A, give him another chance as a, as a villain. But I think they're both very similar villains. Mm-hmm. Um, in that they both have idealistic i concepts of what they want to do for... Well, for Magneto, I guess it's mutant kind. And for mm-hmm. Thanos, it's for, for world... For, for, uh, life. Life. Yeah. for yeah. life. For life. Yeah. For life. And I was like, what's the word? <laughs> um, uh, but I think at the end, in the core of it, is... Magneto is just more interesting in the way it gets represented Mm -hmm. even and again even in Colin Bunn's book where Magneto is meant to be the lead he's still a villain he's -hmm. still a bad guy he's still killing people he's still Mm -hmm. doing things that are awful and terrible and when you look at him even in today's X books he is not he is I guess still a hero Of sorts, but yet still has villainous moments and Mm -hmm. is still willing to do whatever it takes for mutants, including hiding someone. And and keeping secrets in a very villainous way, because in all honesty, Professor X should really be on this list, too, because he's one of the greatest villains of all time. Yeah. So, you know, if you want, like, that's the thing that makes Magneto and that makes X villains interesting and why Magneto should be here, because honestly, it was either Mystique or Magneto that should have made it to the final four for the X-Men villains, Mm -hmm. because they're both yeah the best and most dynamic villains in this bracket for
0: Mm x-men agreed and i'm gonna make it unanimous i'm voting for magneto as well um thanos has had his day but uh, magneto is just a far more interesting villain to me so before we get to those final four matchups we are going to take one more quick break as we lay siege to avengers mansion we will be right back after these messages
4: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right. We are
0: back with our final four in our best Marvel villain debate. It is Doc. Dr. Doom versus Ultron, Doc Ock versus Magneto. I'm gonna start so with so many doctors. Mm-hmm. You know, their parents must be very so proud. I was gonna <laughs> say, oh my god, it's a Doxa. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, all right, I'm gonna start with uh, Brendan, Dr. Doom versus Ultron. Who do you
1: pick? Uh, Ultron as unsettling uh, original bitchy terminator uh over, <laughs> over again Doom. I, I love I like Doom more as a supporting character, or, I mean, he always makes the evil choice, but, like, I, I most enjoy Doom not as a villain, oddly enough, so Ultron.
0: Interesting. That's I have to chew on that. Uh, Kara, what about you? I'm going Dr. Doom, because um, I
3: think when you think Marvel villain, he comes to, my, like, he's in the top three, depending on, like, where you entered the Marvel universe, via movies or comics, but everybody knows Dr. Doom.
0: Sure, sure. Great point. Uh, Kevin? I'm going with Dr. Doom.
2: I think what makes Dr. Doom interesting is he's always scheming, plotting, doing something. There's always an ulterior motive. There's oh, He's always got something he wants to achieve. And it ultimately is something that is more likely than not bad. He also is the king of a country and is essentially, although his countrymen... Guests tend to like him. I've read the most recent run. Mm -hmm. I read the Zdarsky uh, Human Torch and Thing run, which I thought was super interesting. But his role in that and his role with the Fantastic Four and the entire Marvel Universe is honestly just peak villain. He is a master manipulator. I'm going Doom.
0: I find him, I'm, I'm also going Doom. I understand where you're coming from, Kevin, or excuse me, Brendan, because mm-hmm. Ultron is just this force of annihilation, right? Yeah. And he's just unyielding, um, which is cool and, and terrifying. But I think as a character, I find Doom more interesting because sure. ultimately, like, here is a guy who has made an entire career out of... Pulling, yanking the weave of his college colleague <laughs> for having a to face But yeah. like, he's taken this motivation to like become like the leading technologist of our age. Also like in the running for Sorcerer Supreme, yeah. the king of an entire kingdom that he's held for decades. Yeah. He has like yeah. Uh, doom bots like an an array of like every time you, like there's a story you don't like well that wasn't doom actually bot. doom it was that, a doom bot. Is,
1: that is actually my biggest vote against him is the doom bot thing because it has been used so much as they're like just a racer uh that said everything you're saying is totally true about doom and i will also i do want to call it my favorite maybe my favorite doom story the mark wade during the mark wade run where doom turns to magic instead to get like just incredibly cruel revenge yeah. on yeah. the fantastic 4 Absolutely fantastic. And that does go to like, no, he is genuinely a villain and evil. So no, no, I, I'll stand by my vote, but no, no ill will towards a man who has only ill will.
4: Wait,
0: what's your guys beef again? Yeah, <laughs> he interrupted me, and my thing blew up in my face. Yeah.
1: Like, you couldn't How many figure years out was that?
0: Yeah. Like, in you real life. a lot of time and energy into this.
1: <laughs> Let it
0: go. All right, that means Doctor Doom advances to the final two, and another Doctor Octopus is up against Magneto in an actual fight. This would be over pretty quick, but I want to start with <laughs> Kevin. It's true. Who's first? Who, who, who succeeds? Do you go with me? Yeah. Um, Sorry.
2: Oh, oh this is tough because I have neither of these two. Um I I think I'm going to go with Magneto just because it ultimately is very my my I guess my purpose will end up being similar to Doctor Doom ideological and I, I think he is the person who has the most interesting stories written about him as a villain. Um, and he, yeah, I'm going Magneto.
0: Okay. Kara,
2: Kara.
3: I'm going with Magneto. I think he's the more interesting of the two. And I think there's something incredibly interesting the back. You know, we've talked about the backstory that could have easily been the backstory for a hero origin Mm
1: -hmm. Mm. and to have that
3: twist. Where
1: oh that's I mean, a good point. He,
3: again, he kind of flexes back and forth. like he's again doing the right thing, but in the completely wrong way, and going beyond where he like 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 a buffalo charge and can't stop. Like you know, mm-hmm. it's going mm-hmm. to everything. But I think that it, for me, one of the most interesting things about him is that yeah, you know, for a, a lazier writer,
0: that would be the hero origin story.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What a great point. I really like yeah.
1: that. And Brand, you, you? Uh, Magneto all the way.
0: Yeah, uh, it's a clean sweep for Magneto for me over here. So, Doctor Doom versus Magneto, final two. I think this is the correct final two, personally. Mm-hmm. I think those are the characters that I think yeah. are the most interesting Marvel yeah. villains. Yeah. I'm going to start in the middle of the pack with Kara. Who should win? I'm... I'm going to stick
3: with Magneto. Um, I, again, what more interesting of the two, and again, like it sounds goofy now, but like the genesis of, 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 that beef, like, you know, Magneto was, was ultimately wronged in this. Right. And again, to have that, you know, we all agree what happened was terrible and awful and just unimaginably destructive to not just one person being Magneto, but you know, our entire society. Um, and to have that be what propels him forward on this path makes him far more interesting to me than Dr. Doom. And that the, you know, again, that he's currently, he can, because of that, because of like, he's got a point and he can recruit people on his side and take care of them, nurture them in a way that benefits his mission, but also does legitimately like, predict, like he's, you know, he wants to promote, you know, the, the existence and, and advance the existence of mutants but
0: at a, at a terrible cost worldwide.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and I mean, ultimately, his thing is not about Magneto; it's about mutants. Doom is about doom. Yeah. yeah. End of sentence. Yep. Um, and I guess it, it, I can see it going either way because that selfishness is very much a
3: villainistic quality. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. I was just
2: gonna. I was just gonna say my vote is Doom because of the opposite. Like yeah. he is. I get that. He is the person who is completely. I see. This is where we get into the like when you get into film. I'm the person who's like, I love that Javier Bardem and No Country for Old Men has no backstory, no mm-hmm. origin. He's just purely yeah. a villain and yeah. cares about nothing but himself, the mission, and getting his money. And like, ultimately, I don't think that that is either of these people, ultimately, but if I'm going to compare them to one person over another, that's more Doom for me, because Doom is always a villain. Like, he is always out for himself. He's always there for petty, which we love petty. It's a signature color at the great pop Mm -hmm. culture debate. Correct. Um, It is, he is someone who has, who created the cabal, which is the opposite of the Illuminati, the evil, uh, the (laughs) evil Illuminati. Uh, We love that. We love an evil Illuminati. He's the person who has the Doom bots, who is the king of a country. Now, granted, Magneto has had Genosha, um, but Doom, in my opinion, is, we talk about benchmarks, like... I think Doom's more successful than Magneto has ever been. Magneto has, whenever Mm -hmm. Magneto is successful, it's always when he's good. Never when he's bad.
0: That's true. That's an interesting
2: point. So if we're looking at people who are successful as actual villains, that's Doom. Because if you look at even the way he like intercedes into the interpersonal, like he'll weave into Sue's mind and be like, Reed's bad for you because he's selfish. And, like, he's right. He is right. Mm -hmm. He's right, because Reed is a terrible person.
0: Reed's a dick. Reed's a bad bad husband, yeah.
2: And so, like, that's the other thing about Doom. And, And Magneto does this a little bit, too, but I always feel like Doom is the person who gets under someone's skin in just such an interesting way.
0: And in the uh, arc that uh, Brandon was talking about, where he takes up magic, was literally under skin because I believe his armor was made of of people's skins.
3: Yes,
1: it was. Yes, Yes, it was.
0: Um. I think
3: I want to change my vote, and I want to say this. I think Magneto is the better character, Yes, yeah. but that yep. Doom is a better villain. That, and that was is.
1: exactly for what my argument was going to be when it gets to me, because as I've been listening to Kevin, and actually from your argument also, I started realizing the inverse of that. I'm like, I like Magneto better. I'd rather read a yeah. Magneto comic, but if we're yeah. talking the better villain, yeah, it's Doom.
0: Yeah, and I think this is... and We kind of crystallized this at the end here. There's a difference between better villain and better character. And I think Magneto wins the better, more interesting character. Doom wins the more interesting villain. We haven't even talked about the fact that I think two out of four secret wars because one of them we don't count that's the Bendis one that had nothing (laughs) although actually doom was the bad guy in that one yes he was three out of four the second one was the beyonder which we don't talk about but like (laughs) the other secret wars doom is the big bad in all of them yeah at the end of secret wars ones he steals the beyonders power and becomes essentially god then at the end of the most the big secret wars that just happened like Doom is the one that causes the incursions. Doom is the one that literally like brings the multiverse to heal so that he can rule over everything. And he does. Like, mm-hmm. He's immensely powerful, which just Kara's point, like he was just a guy. He was just a kid who was born to a gypsy family and he learned a little bit of magic and had a traumatic relationship with his mom. But like he did all of that on his own. And then he's mm-hmm. like destroying the multiverse I mean, Lifetime Achievement Award. That know? doesn't get him
1: in the alumni <laughs> newsletter.
0: Exactly. <laughs> at the Evil Medical College of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> so I think that is it, folks. We have a unanimous decision. Our bic- our pick for the best Marvel villain is Dr. Doom. Do you agree? Do you think that we're bigger fools than that moron Reed Richards? Tell us how you really feel by leaving a comment on this episode at greatpopculturedebate.com, or find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube. While you're there, make sure you subscribe and follow the podcast so you can hear about what new b- debates are coming soon vote in open polls and even decide which topics we tackle next I want to say thank you to my panel let's all team up and finally rid ourselves of that webbed man a spider man <laughs> and thank you for listening if you loved what you heard please consider supporting us on Patreon where you can get even more exclusive content and you get all episodes a whole day early we hope that you have a good one and remember everyone is entitled to their wrong opinion